Chapter 33. You are now listening to the chapter of the architect with DJ Architect. What's going on, my peoples? Like to welcome you guys to chapter 33 of the chapter of the architect. This is your homeboy, DJ Architect. We have here in the studio with us our guest co host, Big Burgers in a Place to Be, and his wife, Carol. How you guys doing this evening? What's real? Doing good. How's everything? You guys is uh, getting off of work? You was getting off of work, Carol? I'm getting off work and happy about it. Mm hmm. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. So. We wanted to talk about some of the situations that's going on in football right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cool. Burgers, you saw that Saints game against the Vikings? Of course, my dog. Unbelievable. What did you think about the Saints? Defensive back missing a tackle? What? What? Well, give me your thoughts on that. Because I, I was watching the game. And I'm like, yo, it'd be kind of nice to see Breeze, uh, Drew Breeze, go back, right. you know, with the Saints and make things happen. And I see they get the field goal, so they're up, I believe, by two points, right? Yeah, I think it was one or two, but they were up, and right. they had seconds left on the clock. Fourteen before the the stupid stuff happened. Yeah. Anyways, I see <clears throat> the throw. Right. And if you can enlighten us and go into detail, what happened? Okay. Um, just to give a quick rundown, I, I came from a city when we had a small team. I played football as a quarterback and as a safety, free safety. Mm. So his job is a free safety. He's the last line of, of defense. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know what happened, if a bookie was talking to him or someone was saying something. You think it was set up? Oh, uh, man, you never know nowadays because they trying to do that uh, nationwide um, gambling thing. So, you know, but he, so what he did was he was scared to hit the guy early. You don't want to. He don't want to uh, get a foul penalty on it, right? Get a, a, a pass interference. Okay, but that would have what drew maybe five, ten yards. Fifteen. It right, drew at fifteen. The most, fifteen. And they would have been in field range. That's fine, but mm. you take that risk. Mm -hmm. Now, me as a D, DB, free safety, I would have either one tried to at least jump and knock the ball, or two took the gentleman. Now, and tackled him. And, right. We, what we got right. to keep in mind is that he was already in, uh, in front of him. So you would have to pass Williams to continue running forward to make the touchdown happen. Well, well he, Williams wasn't was going to be in his path. Right. Okay. At an angle. So, right. Regardless, all he needed to do was if he didn't want to, you know, catch a foul. Jump. Is, is let, let Williams catch the ball and he then tackled. tackle him. Right. And then that that would have been it. Well, so oh. so what happens? The the receiver gets the ball, and Williams, I see what he wanted to do. He was ducking, thinking that because he was in midair when that ball was caught, thinking that he was going to land possibly on his back, flip, hit the ground, and boom, dead ball. Correct. 
Yeah, you could look at it two ways. That's what I was thinking. Okay, oh, he's going to go ahead and, you know, kind of put his, 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 either ways, I wouldn't, look, I'm not getting paid these millions of dollars, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not a professional (laughs) football player. I'm just trying to put myself in this individual's thought process and say, okay, well, I can see while he's up in the air, he's coming down, he's got his, you know. His balance. His, right. Like, okay, he's going to, he's going to. Fall on my back, and he's gonna lose balance, and it's gonna be a dead ball once you know both knees touch the ground. But that didn't happen. Of course, it didn't. You know why? I'm gonna tell you exactly why it happened. The gentleman is a rookie. Williams is a rookie. Mm-hmm. The Saints free safety. He played good all season. He's a beast. He's gonna be all right. He closed his eyes. When he was going to make that tackle, yeah, a lot and of pe- I've done that before. I'm lot, trying to tell you, a lot of people were the next day. They had memes talking about he was bending down looking for his contacts. Right, <laughs> he had his eyes closed. He had to have had his eyes closed, mm-hmm. not trying to attempt to hit the gentleman as he was catching the ball. Now it's easy to say, but you know everybody's mind don't think fast. Like, oh, slow down, let him catch it. Grab him, tackle him. They wouldn't have. I'm time sure. For I'm goal. sure adrenaline was a part of it. Right. Excitement and uh, and then he he just like dove it air and then knocked his own homeboy that mm. could have possibly tackled him before they would have time to make that field goal. So he he not only missed the tackle, <clears throat> excuse me, but he also took out the cornerback that was in position to possibly track him down and right, tackle him. if he was fast enough. That right. field goal team would not have had time to get on the field if mm. he would have tackled him at the three, at the mm. four. Mm. It wouldn't have been no time left because mm-hmm. as he crossed the goal line, mm-hmm. it was zero seconds. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's the right. first walk-off right. touchdown in NFL history. Yeah, I was sitting there with my mouth open. Like, what, what, what just happened? Right, I was. What brother, I was like... Right. What in disbelief? Very in much, this, and and I've <clears throat> listen. I felt <clears throat> it was exciting to see the the fans in Minnesota explode with excitement. That was great, right? Because it, they they were on their own turf. The fans went berserk. I'm sure that people were pulling their hair out. Oh my goodness! I can't believe what just happened. So I, in one way, it was cool to see. You know what I mean? It was. Uh, and then I hear a lot of people saying, yo, that's that Minnesota Vikings magic, man. This team is magic. Uh, okay, uh, listen. No, man. I don't think it was much so magic as Williams uh, that was really it. dropping the ball and not being there able to, to, to tack old boy. Uh, tackle old boy, should I say? Well, I mean, you know, the thing is, is that mistakes are made in football did you, games. Did you see Drew Brees' face? He was. Oh, I seen everybody's face. I'm like, you should have seen my face. Mm. I was like, that ain't just happened. And I think Carol was outside with her homegirl in the backyard, and I was like, yo, you mm. know, I'm screaming at the top of my lungs, like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Mm. So, and who, who do you see going to the Super Bowl? You know, it's kind of hard to tell, man. Oh, Lord. Go ahead, Carol. What do you got something to say, Carol? I I just think that everybody is getting sick of seeing the Patriots. I, I agree. I'm <clears throat> sick of seeing the Patriots. I think Brady as a quarterback is, is outstanding. I know a lot of individuals call him a cheater. 
and the whole nine. But you can you can say that. But at the end of the day, fundamentally, he's he's, he's a solid. Beast. He's a beast. He's solid. He, I like I said, I play quarterback in free safety, but I love quarterbacks. So what's going on with Brady's hand? I don't really care. When he put his hand in a meat grinder, what's going on? <laughs> I heard that his hand was all bloodied up or something. What's going on? It could be entertainment. Hmm. Hey, and and Carol, you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, correct? All day long. For... What happened there? What happened with your boy? <sighs> Roethlisberger, what happened? I, I don't know. I don't know anymore what's going on. But I will say, honestly, as a diehard Steelers fan, we got outplayed. Mm. I love my team. Mm-hmm. We got outplayed. And just like myself, we've been looking ahead. We've been looking that the Patriots are the only people that could possibly keep us out of the Super Bowl. You know, the truth is the Patriots going up against a team like the Steelers or the Saints, those were what a lot of people say were the two teams that possibly could or Dethrone could them. could stop the Patriots. Now you have Philadelphia and you Minnesota, have Minnesota, right? And now, but the, I'm gonna tell you, don't sleep on them Jaguars. Hmm. Oh no, because now this was the problem I had, and you know I'm a Niner fan. But I'm proud for what we did those last five games. Mm-hmm. We got Jimmy G. But anyway, the Jaguars had previously smoked Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh week five, mm. 30 to nine. Mm-hmm. We were rusty. That's fine. But their DBs were talking, overlooking <sighs> the Jaguars, talking about we're going to beat the Patriots. That's a guarantee. And I was telling Carol, like, y'all better worry about the Jaguars because them dudes defense, mm. ridiculous. Now that Ka- boy Jalen Ramsey shut down corner. He remind me of um Sherman from Seattle. Their defense, they have it on all three levels. So I'ma pick the Jags in Minnesota, in Minnesota for the Super Bowl. And that's gonna be the first time in NFL history that a team went to the Super Bowl and played on their same field. Yeah, I think that's great. Now, Carol, let me ask you this question. Would you have much rather see your team, the Pittsburgh Steelers, get beat, as you said, outplayed, beat in that fashion, or see them get beat in the fashion that the Saints got beat with that one lack of tackle? Would you prefer them to get to for them to have lost by getting outplayed? Yes, I agree too. I agree because there is no if ands buts about it. You just got outplayed, and you got to tip your hat off to the opposite team. I really do. Mm-hmm. And now I'm hoping that the Jags beat the Patriots. But <clears throat> so I guess it's how did the Patriots? Always win. Bad calls. Overturned touchdowns. What's really going on? I'm about... Okay, let me just tell you how I feel. If the Patriots get back in a Super Bowl and win another one 
other than watching my squad, I'm done with the NFL. Hmm. I think there's a lot of politics. I think there's a lot of money being exchanged. Right. Mm-hmm. It's it's a money making sport. It's not football anymore. Listen, absolutely, I agree with you, and I'll speak on the behalf of. I'm a Chargers fan. It broke my heart and many Charger Charger fans when they uprooted from San Diego to L.A. The reason is. Every season, me, along with, you know, some of the fellas, we would get together and we would go to three to four games a season. And that was our ritual for many, many years. We were not season ticket holders, but we were talking about, hey, man, we're going to have to go ahead and do that. They uproot, they go to L.A., and it was all because of the money. You know what I mean? Spanos, family, they wanted the money. They thought L.A. was a bigger venue. They'd get more money. Anyways, I don't want to get on my soapbox regarding that, but I lost a lot of interest in football this season because it's not just the team. It's the whole experience of hanging out with, you know, the people that that I care for, my homeboys cooking out and cheering for the team that we love to see play, whether they it's a win, lose, a draw. It it was a, a great experience for camaraderie. Well, my homeboys, and that was taken away, man. You know, and I'm not going up to L.A. Look, you keep this in mind. We live in the Inland Empire, San Diego. We're on the border of San Diego. We're five minutes away from San Diego, North County. So if a game begins at one o'clock, and we're talking about in Qualcomm, San Diego, if a game begins at one o'clock in the afternoon, that means I'm getting up around 730 in the a.m., Making my way down to San Marcos, meeting up with my homeboys, my compadre, getting whatever carne asada, whatever beer. When we're in route to San Diego, we'll get there about ten thirty. Fun, right? Tailgating for three to four hours. We can walk in there. Game starts at one o'clock. By the time the game is done, we have to wait a little bit. Traffic is heavy. By the time I get back home, it's about seven seven thirty. The route for, from where we are right now in the studio, going up to L.A. at an additional hour and a half, plane traffic. We're not talking about stadium traffic. Right. That's add another 45 minutes to that mess. I'm not going to do that. And then I heard the parking prices are crazy. I mean, let me get off my soapbox, but to me, this... Uh, this season was uh, I was very uninterested. We'll see what happens. What do you, who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl, Carol? I have no idea. I can tell you who I'd like to see win. I'd like to see the Jaguars win. AFC. Yeah. Well, we'll I see really what happens. Would. Me in particular, I don't give a damn. But I'm still going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I think the <clears throat> games that. This Sunday is going to be a lot more exciting than the damn Super Bowl. It it's is possible. It's it possible is. because there are a lot of there's a lot at stake, a lot more fans involved, obviously. Uh, but transitioning to the next point topic, guys, ladies and gentlemen, here in the chapter of the architect, we got a situation going on with our president. Oh yes, oh, Lord! Did you uh, hear that last comment? Trump the chump. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So he comes out 
And he says to this committee that he asked them the question, why are we allowing these individuals from these shithole countries coming into the United States? Why are we allowing them to come through? Ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know, I was born in El Salvador, San Miguel. My parents are 100% Salvadorian. Uh, obviously, my country was named in that topic. I am a naturalized United States citizen. Uh, and there were other countries that were mentioned in, in that as well, Africa and Haiti. Yep. Let me let Disgusting. me say this. Yeah, let me say this. And I'm not even going to speak about myself yet. I'm going to talk about people that I know that were born in these countries that are outstanding United States citizens and have sacrificed for this country. Number one, individual by the name of Agobano, individuals from Africa. He is in the United States Navy as a master at arms, mm. outstanding character great person from Africa. Number two, an individual that I grew up with in New York, went to high school with, later on becomes a United States Marine. Uh, you can kind of say I, I damn near followed his footsteps because when I saw him doing great things, he joined the Marine Corps before I did. His name is Frank Revelo, Salvadorian descent. Both of his parents are Salvadorian. He did his time in the Marine Corps, did combat tours in Iraq, comes out, is now a lieutenant in law enforcement. Burgers, you know Frank. Yes. Great character, great individual, Salvadorian descent. My homeboy, who in these two individuals who I consider my cousins, who I grew up with in New York, both my mother and their mother were raised together in El Salvador. They migrated to the United States. Both became naturalized citizens. Tony Tikas and Ricardo Tikas. Tony Tikas is NYPD police officer. Oof. Outstanding character. It was, it was pretty much, I'm trying to recall how many years he's been in. I had not joined the Marine Corps when he was in the process of becoming a police officer. So he he's probably been NYPD since 1999, 2000. Outstanding individual. I know this guy. I know both of these men. Outstanding character. His older brother, Ricardo Tigas, lives in Houston, Texas. Sheriff. In Houston, Texas. Obviously, he's the brother of T Tony Tikas, Salvadorian descent. Character outstanding. Both law enforcement officers. The fourth individual I'll speak upon behalf is from Haiti. Mm. I met this individual while I was doing my tour of duty in Okinawa, Japan. Him and I were both corporals. He is now getting to, I believe, his 20-year in the Marine Corps, Master Sergeant Richards from Haiti, outstanding character. Let me tell you something about Master Sergeant Richards. 
him and I hadn't seen each other well over maybe 10, 15 years since we left Okinawa. I ended up doing my six years in the Marine Corps. I got out. I started working in civil service. He remained active in the United States Marine Corps. I run into him. There's a situation happening where his pay wasn't up to par. He called me and asked me to let him borrow money. Mm. I let him borrow $400, which is nothing. But he asked me for it. And without any question or doubt, I gave him the money to borrow, knowing that I had no issues with this individual repaying me back that money. And I hadn't seen him in over 10, perhaps 15 years. And within that span of time, when I did see him, we probably spoke one or two times. Do you understand the level of character that you have to have and in, in trust someone and he calls you up and he says, hey, I need help. Can you let me borrow a certain amount of money? Absolutely, yeah, I got you. After that, long You come to my house, I've got you. Sure enough, within a two-week period, he calls me up. I got your money. I knew, without a doubt, this, there, was no, there was not going to be an issue. So when I have an individual who is commander-in-chief of this great country oh, Lord. talking about shithole countries now look i'll be the first one to admit not everyone that comes from all these countries especially the three that were mentioned are going to be outstanding citizens or going to do anything positive for the country but that goes for americans within this country as well and that goes for individuals from uh the soviet union that norway individuals exactly Norway. norway you hear what i'm saying so I take great offense to it. Me, 100% Salvadorian, born in El Salvador, San Miguel, did six years in the Marine Corps, two combat tours to Iraq, work currently now in silver service, total years in civil service, 12 years plus six. We're looking at 18 years, ladies and gentlemen. You know what I mean? But, but I wanted to speak on the other four individuals to make an example of those particular countries that he was talking about saying shithole countries. Yeah, that might be his opinion, but there are some great resources of individuals that come from other countries that make this country great. And for you to say that you're spitting in the face of Master Sergeant Richards, Sheriff Tikas, Police Officer Tikas, Lieutenant Police Officer Revelo, M.A. Agobano, all these great talented individuals these great resources from other countries that come here and do great things and you spit in their face yeah first of all the united states is made up thank you of immigrants thank you my family as well i'm full-blooded italian my family came over here as immigrant when you speak of outstanding individuals, when you speak of integrity, when you speak of people that have been in the military, gone on how many combat tours, and have even given their life for this country. Correct. Do you think a Trump was he in the military? What has he done for this country? Create racism. I couldn't tell you. 
I will say this though, I and, and I don't mean to cut you off. That's all right. So, ladies and gentlemen, when I first joined the, the military, I was in the process of putting in my paperwork to become a naturalized citizen. I went the moment I decided to join the Marine Corps. The address that was being utilized for that correspondence paperwork and documentation to arrive, I was no longer there because I had joined boot camp. I was in Paris Island. And then shortly thereafter, I opted to go to Okinawa, Japan first. So my paperwork gets lost. The money that I had to pay, I believe at the time it was three to four hundred dollars. That money was lost. Because, ladies and gentlemen, you have a time frame in which you have to uh, respond and submit additional paperwork. So that money automatically lost three to four hundred dollars. Boom, gone. I'm in Okinawa, Japan. I get there and I, I did two years there. I resubmitted my paperwork. And unfortunately, documentation while you're overseas tends to get lost. Another three, four hundred dollars gone. I come to California, Camp Pendleton. I do my first combat tour. I resubmit my paperwork when I come back, thinking I was going to have a good, like a good break to get my naturalized paperwork expedited. I receive orders that I came back from Iraq, October 5th, 2003. August 2014, I'm getting ready to go back. So I received my orders. I maybe have two months before I deploy for my second combat tour to Iraq. I called the military liaison officer in naturalization saying, listen, I just got orders to go and do my second deployment to Iraq. Can you please put a freeze on my documentation? Because by the time I receive whatever correspondence you're going to send me, I will not be in CONUS. Ladies and gentlemen, CONUS is continental United States. I'm going to be deployed. I know it. And that's going to be another three, four hundred dollars out the window. Now we're pretty much talking. I've already lost eight hundred. Now technically I will lose upwards of twelve hundred dollars. This is what this gentleman says to me. He says, what are you doing right now? <laughs> I'm speaking to you, sir. He goes, do you have any time to come to San Diego right now? At the time, I lived about maybe 40 minutes away from San Diego. I said, listen, I got all the time in the world. What do you need? He goes, are you prepared to take the naturalization verbal test right now as we oh. speak? I said, absolutely. Very nice. Absolutely. I'm a sergeant, United States Marine Corps. What do you need to know? He goes, I need you. Here's, this is my name. This is where you need to go. This is the address. Come speak to the police officer at the door. Let him know. I will let I will call him and I will let him know you are personally coming to see me. I went down there. I met the individual. Great person. He sat me down. First of all, he shook my hand. Thank you for your service. He goes, yeah, we're not going to freeze your paperwork. We're going to make this happen right now. My heart melted because all I wanted to do was I just wanted him to freeze my document, freeze my freeze the process. And what this gentleman did for me that moment, that day, I imagine if I didn't, if I decided not to call, Mm -hmm. I went down there. He asked me about 
20 some odd questions. Everyone, I was like, are you serious? Like he was things that an individual that, you know, and, and you keep in mind, I came to the United States when I was three, four years old from El Salvador and all these questions, who was Martin Luther King? All these I knew and I just started, started answering them in the manner that, you know, who's the current president? Who's the vice president? Who's the secretary of defense? Which, uh, which burgers, you know, all Marines know at the time, it's a chain of command. Right. And uh, he got up, he shook my hand, he goes, you got them all correct? Next week, need you to come back to this particular building in your military uniform, you're going to be sworn in. My wife took the day off, I went in my office, and I was sworn in. I, I, I didn't believe it. I came back home with my naturalization paperwork. I didn't believe that this individual took took the time, bent over backwards, and gave me that courtesy. And I looked at him in his eyes, and I shook shook his hand, and I said, thank you. I wish there were many more people within government that were like you. And he goes, you know what I have? He goes, I, I, I'm thanking you. You're going back to your second deployment. This is the least that I could do for you. So individuals like that, I have to tip my hat off and give the utmost respect. I, I, I'm driving home with a certificate of a naturalization. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I could not believe it. It was, That's it was a great touching day. story. Yeah, believe me, I, 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 I was in awe. And there should be more individuals. Like that. Right. And Especially the goddamn president. Hmm. Unfortunately, there is hmm. very few individuals like that. Uh, this world is made up of very selfish, self-centered people, isn't it? I feel that nowadays you tend to run into more people like that than not. Really? Right. Yeah, it's, I, I don't know if it's a lack of patience. It's a lack of courtesy. I don't know if it's if it's. Oh, you're talking about self-centered, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's Absolutely. all about me, 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 and uh, I don't care about you. Oh, and- I'm gonna honk my horn at you real quick, and the light just changed, and then somebody just blew a light, and I could have been dead. Yeah, man, it's just a mess. It's a mess. It's a generation fallen. It really is. Hey, I'm listening real quick. I'm listening about. What's going on with these uh, Tide Pods and kids popping them? And then there's some kind of contest about these kids taking these Tide Pods. You know these these detergent pods Mm-mm. that you put into the washing oh, machine. The, you t- the? you serious? Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, these kids are, they're like challenging themselves to to, to grab these That's pods. Of some of them detergent have in them and popping them in their mouths. What and doing the what? They're swallowing them. I don't know what's the challenge in that, man. Like, what do you what do you what are you gonna get out of that? You might as well be eating rat poison. All right, I haven't heard of this. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Just a new high, I guess. What the hell? They get high off that shit? Probably something got to be the after effect. I mean... I don't know, man. I heard about the MRE challenge. What's that? When you try to eat the the crackers out of the MRE without drinking any water and no one can really do it. That's tough. (laughs) Yeah, you need water and your mouth is just gummy. That's tough. Yeah. That's crazy. I've seen one person do it before. Let's talk about this situation where so you've got parents who supposedly 
kept their children or was it their children in captive in, in, in captivity what's going on with that you guys heard about that yeah what's the deal what do you got on that carol apparently it was their children or is their children they held them captive tortured them kept journals there's a lot of uh, evidence against them what they, well what, hell one of the kids escaped what they keep journals on like well, what what information did the journals? I know it was a situation where they weren't allowing the children to bathe once uh, a year. Uh, uh, once a year. Once a year. Listen, Starved them. I can't go. Well, in the Marine Corps, Marine Corps. Is different, I, right? I was gonna say when really? you're in combat, different story. But now, as a day to day activity, I can't go one day without taking it. Maybe one day I can go without taking a shower. But imagine one year, the bacteria. That's disgusting. The bacteria that grows on the human body is disgusting. Mm. The disease that spawns from that is disgusting. How can an individual go one to two weeks? Well, we did it in in, in, in combat. But you know what, though? I will say this. While in combat, yeah, we, baby did, wipes. We, we had a thing called baby wipes. And the individual Marine who had baby wipes left was king because he could trade anything, anything. he wanted. Whether And we're talking about baby wipes, baby powder, deodorant, and shampoo. Because you know what? There were times we, we there was no time for bathing, man. All you could do was brush your teeth and you gone. I'll give you this particular story one time, right? We were in Iraq, my first deployment. We were going hard for three weeks straight. We did what we could with baby wipes, and finally, I I I I couldn't I couldn't take it anymore. I was the gunner uh, inside of a Humber 240 Golf machine gun, and I said, "Fuck it." There was a bottle of water. I digged inside one of my uh, my Alice pack, and I grabbed Head and Shoulders. I wet my hair well outside, but well at the turret, I stuck my head inside the Hummer and I grabbed the shampoo and I started washing my hair and getting all the grit, the sand, the, the, the sweat out of my hair. I went back up on the turret, grabbed the bottle of water, washed my hair out. I felt like a million bucks. And all my Marine buddies kept coming up to me and smelling my head like, oh man, damn dog, you smell pretty. <laughs> we were all grimy as individuals. But back to this story. So what's going on with these idiots, these savages that kept their kids locked up like animals? What's going on? Who knows? They never took them to a dentist, strangled and beat them regularly. Is it? What the hell is going on? In these parents' minds. This is 13 children. Wow. That will never be the same. Be the same. Wow. They will end up in foster care. That's going to happen. I heard some of these, I heard they, they didn't even, they, they were homeschooled supposedly. Some of these kids didn't even know what a police officer was. <laughs> they weren't even. So socially, they were just disconnected from the world. Yes. That's crazy. Yeah, they the, couldn't even wash their hands past their handcuffs or chains or whatever they had around their wrists. They they said that they were playing in the water. Is it true that I believe you said earlier on that 
the dogs were fed better than the oh, children. Yeah, yeah. they That's treated crazy. the dogs better. They starved them. Oh no, starved man! Starved the kids. Man. So how much time are these individuals looking at if they get convicted? I think like 60, 60 some years. I think. Oh yeah. Or ninety four years. They looking at some time. Larry Nassau was another gentleman we need to speak about. The male gy- uh, gymnastic teacher guy, man. Over a hundred women or young ladies. Oh, oh yeah, he was teaching yes. the gymnastics so, and yes. molesting the girl. Did you hear about? Someone was like three years old, six years old, and he was already doing work with his hands. So um, the trial is going on right now with this motherfucking pedophile right. idiot. No, they get. I think they sentenced him today, sixty years in federal prison. So. We're talking about before today, before the sentencing. Uh, apparently, the victims were given an opportunity to speak on it was the horrific activities that had happened. And the amount of individuals that were going to speak was high in value. Not at the maximum amount they were the, all all the people that were violated were not going to speak it was just going to be a fraction of but it was still at, at a high amount and this individual had the nerve to say that he asked for it that particular section to be thrown out so they couldn't speak because he felt it was going to mentally traumatize him the judge, who was a female, said... Oh, yeah, man. What I about seen the that. kids? Exactly. The judge, who was a female, said the amount of time that you're going to stand by and listen to these stories that you committed will never equal to the amount of time of pleasure that you had with these individuals oh. while you violated them. And I, I applauded. Deplorable. Well, the thing, the problem I had was... I seen something on Sports Center. I think I was watching, and I'm looking like, what? And um, I had previously heard about what was going on with this gentleman or this savage. And um, I'm like, yo, man, he was doing this like with the parents in the room. What the hell? How? With the parents in the room. He was doing some of these little, you know, devious things. How's that happen? How does that happen with with the parents being in the room? Um. Well, were the parents he could say aware? He's, who knows? You, you never know. You know, the parents was sitting back, or maybe the parents was just looking, and he, you know, you can conceal what you oh, want to yeah. conceal, and you know how to do that as a Marine Lowe's. I mean, uh, DJ Architect. I'm sorry. You can conceal things. Movement, right? The way you move. The way you do things, mm. it looks Brush like you right. Them. You look like you might be touching the, the upper thigh, but you mm. you know doing naughty things. And believe me, you I'm know. sure those dudes in that federal prison have a nice present for him. Hmm. And I'm sad to say hmm. that, but that's gonna happen. So hmm. he gonna either spend the sixty years of whatever, in so, or he in so, gonna in, so, in solitary confinement yeah, to protect his ass, right. or he gonna kill himself. Oh, or, 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 because if he reaches general population, they they gonna hit him with the uppercut of his life. He's yeah, I'm it. telling you, I'm if I was in that joint, I'm hmm. like, ooh, because I got four sisters hmm. and a mom hmm. and nieces and nephews. I got hmm. a present for you, homeboy. Hmm. Straight up, 
that's one thing I, I never could understand how individuals could be on that level of uh with children with children and some people do it with their own children how can you molest someone that you're so innocent so innocent 12 year olds in my eyes are still innocent oh my for the most part man. i mean it's sad it's sad it's sad do you know that mm-hmm. four out of five children are molested are molested that's crazy. That's high. That's a high percentage. Four to five. You know, the destruction that an individual causes by doing that oh, to a young life. child, unrepairable for exactly. that young for that young individual, because in many cases they become the same person. They become victims, and when they become an age of an adult, they become the predator. Right. And the cycle continues. So you have one individual who who does this to hundreds. And I'm not saying that each one of those victims will possibly convert to becoming a predator. But the chances are are, Are pretty high. I'm not not even going to say high. I say 25%. But because of the amount, it makes the chances of them becoming predators much much more higher because of the quantity. Right. Well, well, I mean, you read the papers every day and you see school teachers sleeping with their students, male and female. And you're like, you know, 15-year-old boy with his 30-something-year-old school teacher or vice versa. You know, and why... It's different for a guy, isn't it? Not it's burgers, very different for a guy right? because as a guy, you're gonna be like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, no offense, and that, right, that right. might sound now, rude. I think, but I think I think we're we're thinking as men, right? Oh, as the 15 year old boy, boy uh, being uh, having his his adult <clears throat> teacher, female yeah. adult teacher, coming on to him. Yeah. A yeah. lot of guys like, man, I don't want to say shit. I'm like, yeah, baby girl, go ahead, do your thing. But nonetheless, it's still pedophilia. It Let, let's be honest, is. because. Right. At that age, uh, the adult is still manipulating the teenager, regardless if the teenage boy is sexually active or not. You hear what I say? Because it's one thing for a teenage boy to be sexually active with a teenage female, right? Because they're both probably of the same mentality, right? the same maturity. You and I, we all know that they say females are, are more, m- mature. more mature than males. But regardless, they are both considered adolescents, teenagers. They're not adults. Uh, whether the individual is a female or a male, they have a, a experience in life which in which they're able to manipulate the adolescent. Is that correct? Absolutely. I think the problem comes in... A lot worse when it's a young boy being molested by another male. Oh, yeah. Teenager molesting a younger boy. Men molesting young boys. Because when you do have the teenager boy being molested by his teacher... He is likely to enjoy that. <laughs> you know what I mean? The teacher being a female. Absolutely. Absolutely, because a lot of teenage kids fantasize about that. Oh, I'm, yes. Look, Van Halen wrote a song called Hot for Teacher. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. So, so look, ladies and gentlemen, let's be honest. 
if I was a teenage boy and that situation happened to me when I was a young buck of the land, <laughs> uh, would I have complained? I really couldn't tell you. The possibility is probably not. Doesn't mean that that it's it was not. Right. It's not right. Right. You know what I'm saying? And and uh, a situation of manipulation didn't take place. Uh, you know, I probably would have been like, hell yeah, and, and I better have man. some lunch money. You know what I'm saying? You better yeah. give me some lunch money. But <laughs> you know what I mean? But 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 it still doesn't mean that. And I'm not and I and I'm not trying to glorify it or make a right. thing about it because there's some probably individual teenage males that have been sexually dominated and or abused by a female the babysitter was an adult right so i'm not trying to glorify that ladies and gentlemen i'm just saying me personally there is a documentary i don't know if it's still on netflix but it's called the keepers and it was about a a priest was molesting it was an all-female school and the head priest was molesting these young schoolgirls and was doing some crazy crazy things uh, sexually a nun who was a practitioner or, or a teacher within that school tried to get involved and apparently she ended up getting murdered mm. it's a great documentary I, I would advise everyone who's listening to the podcast to take a look at it it's probably six or eight chapters long it's called the keepers Great, great documentary. Great podcast, guys. Do you do you guys have anything to add or anything to say? Any last closing statements? Please. All right. So pedophiles are claiming that they deserve rights. Have you have you guys heard about this? Hell no. No, but I really don't give a damn about their rights. They feel that they are born with this instinct as a heterosexual or a homosexual in that they deserve to be treated the same. No, 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 absolutely not. Pedophilia is the same as homosexuality. There's a big movement on this. Is that right? Absolutely. So, so what if the response to that was, okay, so you're telling me that, you can come out of the closet such as an individual who is homosexual is coming out of the closet. And the moment that you say, hey, I'm a pedophile, that means our response is, okay, cool, man. We're going to lock your monkey ass up. Absolutely. is Right? Because yeah. technically you are telling me you have the thoughts to molest an underage child, whether it be male or female. My so then, wife. So we're going to stop. My, my daughter. Right? So before you even act upon it, we're going to go ahead and lock your monkey ass up. Right? Yeah. Now, great, great. L- let's hit on that, that, that little smidgen of a topic real quick. Do you believe it's possible for individuals to be born gay? Mm, that, gosh, I was thinking about that today for it's, some reason. I don't think so. I don't know. It, it, I don't know, man. I just how don't can have you, a how problem. How can you be Listen, born gay? Let me say something real quick. Well, every male, I you, just, you know how it starts I, off the process, correct? I do With the feel, chromosomes, right? Right, and you, your, your, your genitals are in your stomach. Mm. And I noticed because I had a hernia, and that's what the doctor told me why I had a hernia for years and then never know it. Right. Is because your, your testes 
or up in your stomach, and then they drop through a hole, and then that hole closes. Mm. Mine never closed on the right side mm -hmm. the whole way. Mm -hmm. So I had a little incision, if you want to say, but it po wasn't an incision. You had a little punani? Right. A little opening right there, mm. and it caused, you know, my you hernia. Had, you had a punani? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm expecting you to say, nah, motherfucker, nah, I ain't got no punani. But you know what I mean? Oh, you said punani, I got it. Yeah. I thought you said something else. He was like, yeah, so I there got are a lot of pe There are a lot of people that know as a child that they are attracted to the same sex. And then there's a lot of people who have male or female traumatic experiences as a child, like mm. being molested, right. or, and then they cannot really Switch communicate over, with a certain sex. Mm. Let, me, let me give you my, my views from personal experience. I'm going to say this, this cat's name because really I don't speak to him we haven't spoken and i don't know well over 25 30 years possibly maybe more than that growing up our families you know uh my family obviously had adult friends and they had children and there was this one family where this kid he was about my age i was maybe one year older than him his name was dennis and the the kid was fruity you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like when the kid would dance, he, I, I, you know, we, all of us kids, boys, we'd be like, "Yo, man, that dude dancing like a girl, man." And, <laughs> I'm and, sorry. And you're just curious. You know what I mean? Like you, 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 like you, you see a man, you see your dad, you see your uncle. Yeah. You know when they dance or whatever have you in their characteristics, their mannerisms, the manly, their men, Right, and you know us as boys, we 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 tend to gravitate to that because you know that's what a man's supposed to do. But this kid, we would sit back, and not that we would never tease him because we still consider him a friend, right? So we weren't going that route of teasing or bullying him. But it was something very peculiar when that kid would dance. Man, we was like, yo, that dude danced like a girl, yo. This kid danced like a girl, very feminist mannerisms. His hands would be like, ooh, magic trick, you know. <laughs> He I'm was sorry. like, you know, I, it, but it's fine. I mean, he's not listening. <laughs> but sure enough, through through connections of, of friends that I still keep in contact with, that still keep in contact with him, you know, one day, you know, a friend was like, hey, you know, Dennis, hey, yeah, uh, you know he's gay, right? And I was like, I knew he was gay since we was kids. Yeah. You know, you're just confirming what I already knew. I was like, I, yo, I, do you remember when the motherfucker would be dancing and shit? And you, the motherfucker, Eddie's Chacon type shit, motherfucker looked like he had a fruit salad on top of his head, like the Chiquita banana chick. The, the, you know oh, what I mean? The shit, dude was I doing, hey. yeah, the motherfucker was doing some glorious shit, man. You know what I mean? Magic hands and everything, man. Uh, so when I think of individuals, when they say, is a person born gay? I think of I revert back to that memory of watching him dancing, and I'm like, damn, dude, this dude could be a female. You put a wig on this motherfucker, damn, he a, he a girl. So I say to myself, him at, at such a young age, might have been born. he probably already had fe you know female gay tendencies. tendency or female. Thank you, great female. word, female tendencies, not gay tendencies, but female. maybe. You're right, man. The organism of the male or female organ didn't. 
pop out in the yeah. way that his he emotionally was a female, but the male particular is popped out. So now you have these transgenders where there's a, a male and he's like, oh, no, I'm going to get an operation because I never felt that I was a male. I was always a female. So I rever- always revert back to him. And I was like, you at such a young age, man. And, and I know his. Listen, man, now as an adult, I think back and, and I say, I know his dad saw that. I know his dad was peeping that and was telling his wife, yo, what the fuck are we going to do, man? This motherfucker, mighty fruity. You know what I mean? Like, I got to get this kid some puss. You know, like, what nah. the fuck? You know what I mean? I, I'm just saying. I'm just Well, you said, I'm nah, just saying. Carol, but I, I feel look, you. I, as a male adult, you chomping at you the bits. You you're like, yo, I don't want son. my son to be a motherfucking, you know what I mean? A gay guy, right. You know what I, you hear what I'm saying? A pillow biter. You hear what I'm saying? But but I, I, of course, I, if that was the circumstances, I, I and if I did have a child, and I, I would love them the same. I, you got to accept, you know, your yeah, yeah. child as is. But nonetheless, anytime that topic comes up, I revert back to that situation with Dennis. That's what I'm saying. Now, just on my opinion, I think it's different with females. Opinion, you have to raise that child with confidence. Regardless, you're absolutely right. Because if he gonna strut down that aisle, let him strut with the pride in the whole night. I totally agree. Own it, right? Own it, right? Because at the end of the day, as a mother, mm. or at, this is just me, maybe, but I want to raise a good human being. Valid point. I want I want my child to grow up with confidence and integrity and be proud of who they are. I think the last thing that a parent would want to do is to shame the child to the point of suicide. You know how many parents do that? Mm. Or not even suicide. They're just they're putting another kid in this world that that has no confidence mm. mixed up and mm. this is where you get that's how you create emotional devastation there you go right absolutely which leads to motherfuckers acting like psychopaths yes. and shooting motherfuckers out out in the open because they don't know how to emotionally deal with their feelings yeah i mean i it's don't know i mean i think it's, it's harder for a man I mean, it is, but when it, when I don't it's have son, and just, just male for, or female, I nah. Just so everybody know, for the record, we don't have anything against gays. No, nah. absolutely not. No, nope. I mean, I don't no. care. I mean, no. it doesn't matter. Pedophiles, absolutely. Hey, yeah, out of yeah, that shit does not. We do yeah, not condone that shit at all. I listen. I got a homeboy. I I consider him a friend. I do consider him a friend who's gay. And I, I'm cool with it. You know what I mean? The only thing is I, you know, when he starts to get into the to the talk, yo, I met this guy. All right, man. Okay, That's cool. enough. Like, I am not trying to hear the details of that, but I don't shun him away. We cool. I bear hug him. What's up, homie? What's going on? But I don't, you know, I got no, no uh, issues with him choosing the lifestyle that he is. Um, I respect him. It's his prerogative. It has nothing to do with me. I respect him. And I think that's how all individuals in this world should be, man. 
respect one another, love one another. You don't necessarily have to sit back and listen to this individual's uh, love story. Uh, but if if you're comfortable enough with them and they see that, they're not going to give you all those details because they, they, they're going to look at you like, oh, you don't want to hear that anyways, right? Yeah. They don't cross that line regardless, man. You know, so I respect that. But nonetheless, ladies and gentlemen, Carol, appreciate your time. Big Burgers, appreciate your time. Once again, I'll ask you one more again. Do you have any other closing statements for Chapter 33? Uh, go Jaguars. All right, ladies and gentlemen, go Whoa. Jaguars. Do, let's nah. not go Patriots. To hell with the Patriots, hey, man. Yeah, hey, yo, Billichek. Billichek got a fucking, you know, I don't like Billichek, man, because that dude's a sore loser. You know what I mean? That dude got to catch the DDT. Oh, well, I, I mean, he a good coach. Anyways, man. Geez, but yeah, man, but we'll, um, we got to get more into that Trump shit because that was just ignorant. Yeah, that was just a, a, a iceberg. I mean, there's there's a there's a plethora of categories that we can go ahead and talk about this. I just idiot. I just don't understand how. Well, he the president, so he can say what he want. I guess. What a yeah, but shame. so but 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 so I wouldn't we, do that uh, minus you know any type of terrorist threats you know, or whatever because well, we don't do that here in the chapter of the architect. Right. But nonetheless, ladies and gentlemen, I want to go ahead and thank. I'm gonna Carol. See you later, dog. My pleasure. And I want to thank uh, Big Burgers for being here on Chapter Thirty Three. This has been your homeboy DJ Architect. Chapter Thirty Three, the place to be. DJ Architect out. Thank yes, you very very much. Love you guys. Appreciate the support. Out. DJ Architect.